The following is a hoop ball presentation. Hello, hoop ball world, and welcome to Jared and Jared's Supermax Show, a salary cap fantasy basketball league. I can't believe I remembered that, but honestly, in my brain, I was piecing it together as we went, um, and that's how I come up with the title of the show. Uh, I am here with... Hey, that's not bad. Good job. Thank you. I'm here with Jared Ross King, and the two of us have been traveling, so we've been off for almost a week, if not a full week. Uh, by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. And uh, games have started, so we're going to start discussing games, and I'm very excited. Are you excited? I'm excited, man. We had two games last night um, uh, that I I uh, did the multi-sports thing. I had Braves-Dodgers on one screen, and I had uh, the the Bucks and Nets on uh, another screen. So I was, I, I was doing two sports at once. Um, didn't have to do that for the Lakers-Warriors game, though. You should have, because it was not pretty. Like, I think the Warriors and the Lakers were both kind of like figuring a lot of stuff out, which is what we'll talk about today. Uh, we'll talk about the games that happened on opening night, and uh, as we're recording, there are a slate of other games. Um, so we're just going to try to hit you with as many um, updates on what's going on in the world of basketball. Hopefully we can dive into some extension numbers that came out, uh, which will impact salary cap leagues years to come. And some drama, because who doesn't love drama, right? TNT loves drama, and TNT loves basketball. Perfect marriage. TBS is for comedy, and TNT is for drama. Correct. Yes. Exactly. You got it perfect. Thank you. Um, well, let's jump into last night's game. Yeah, right? let's, let's um, do you it. You want to start with Bucks nets or, or Warriors-Lakers? I guess we'll start chronologically. We'll start with Bucks nets and I think... For me, this show is about players that you have probably drafted or are thinking about picking up or have put a lot of stock into in your draft that are not the big names. And so you're really, I guess we're kind of focusing on a lot of role players, bench guys, guys filling in for injuries, people who might necessarily like you think, but will maybe step up. So there's going to be a lot of talk about guys on cheaper contracts. And I feel like the Bucks and the Nets and even the Warriors and Lakers, there are a ton of dudes who are not being paid a lot, who are being asked to make big contributions. And I, I feel like the biggest standout is Patty Mills. And boy, are you the beneficiary of Patty mm. Mills? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, he was the guy that I was targeting at the end of that draft, kind of messed around with you. Who was it you were? T- I'm sorry. Who was it you were going to take? And I was trying to mess around with you. Um, it was it was Sangoon, right? Yeah, it was Sangoon, yeah. Yeah, and so, uh, and you were like, oh, thank God, it's Patty Mills. Patty Mills had 27 uh, fantasy points in the first uh, game of the season, playing, you know, basically, uh, he came off the bench, but still 29 minutes, basically played the, a lot of the minutes that would have gone to Kyrie. Um, he looked good, too. Seven of seven from three, seven of 11 from the field. I mean, all of his points came off threes. Uh, he had two rebounds, two assists to go with it. And uh, if you're keeping track of personal fouls in your league for any reason, he had one personal foul. It's so funny. But that was in 29 minutes played. And he looked he looks good out there when he was playing, too. He, he looks kind of like, you know, 
a guy who is able to to get open, able, you know, everybody's focusing on your Kevin Durant. They're focusing on James Harden. Um, there's other really good players. I think uh, uh, Nicholas Claxton showed quite a bit for me last night. It wasn't a big numbers game, but it's something that he can definitely build off of. Uh, I like Patty Mills. I liked him before the season in this role. And now that I've seen one game against the defending champions, I like him a lot more in this role. You bastard. Um, I hate you. It, there's another guy we're going to talk about for the for Warriors Lakers, who I'm also kind of pissed off that I didn't get to, t- to pick up. Um, his name rhymes with Ool. I, it seems like... Oh, who, who could it be? Yeah, I wonder who. We'll get to him. Don't worry. Let, let's, let's focus on this first game, though. Um, you, you talked about the role players, talked about the guys who were on the smaller contracts. Um, uh, a guy who started for for the Milwaukee Bucks, um, really there's two two guards that I look at, one who started for the Bucks and one who came off the Di bench. DiVincenzo uh, and who else? Grayson. Oh, Grayson Allen? Uh, DiVincenzo. Grayson Allen, actually, uh, he did more than I expected. Um, starting, I think, against a lesser opponent, he might actually put up some good numbers. Um, uh, uh, DiVincenzo, by the way, didn't play. You're thinking of Pat Connaughton, I believe. Yeah, Pat Connaughton. I get them confused because they're both white. Yeah, white people fair. look all uh, the same. Pat Connaughton had the better. <laughs> Pat, interesting. Pat Connaughton had the better of the two, um, as far as the games goes. Twenty points, three rebounds, two assists. He shot four of nine from three, eight of thirteen overall. It's in thirty minutes played. Um, yeah, I, I, Connaughton's a guy that you know. If if I'm looking at guys, you know that you're going to put in. Um, that aren't your uh, big headline Giannis, uh, Harden, Durant types. Um, Connaughton's a guy, you know, I got to I gotta consider. He's coming at $5.333334 million. Um, so he's a guy you really got to, you know, consider. I'm not sure if anybody actually drafted him in our league. No. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, not a soul. Make a it's on the wire. And um, uh, we're gonna keep referring to like how many on the wire. how many fantasy points um, people score based on our scoring, which is not necessarily the listeners' scoring. So it's really confusing when you're like, "Oh yeah, Patty Mills put up 27," and you look at the box score, and it's like, "No, he didn't." Um, that's gonna get real confusing that's real fair. quick. So that's we gotta fair. figure out another way to 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 do that because we can't use ESPN standard. We'll figure something out. Just Yahoo is just different. just for a quick translation so people understand like what's going on there. Yeah, um, I'll just I'm just gonna. I'm just going to lay out Patty Mills' stat line, how it scored out the 27, so people can get an idea of that. We're not going to go through every single player like this. Uh, but 21 points, one point for each of those. He had a block, two points for that. He had a steal, two points for that. Had a point for each assist. Had a point for each rebound, two of each. So that brings you to 29. But then he missed four field goals in our league, half a point off for a missed field goal. So that brings him down to 27. So... Just, just to kind of translate that earlier scoreline. I'm really ticked off we didn't give two points for an assist, but whatever. That's that's internal whatever. politics. Um, it's funny. I was looking at a lot of the really cheaper big-name players on the Nets while I was late in that draft, and I think a lot of people are going to be looking in a salary cap league if you need fill-ins, and they're going to be looking at Aldridge and Blake Griffin and Paul Millsap and... Um, uh, the rookie yeah, Cam Thomas, and they just did 
nothing. Like, they just really didn't do anything. So no. I don't think you can rely on any of those uh, guys. For guys who weren't named Durant, Claxton, Harris, Harden, or Mills, there was a combined 12 points. Um, six from Blake Griffin, one uh, from James Johnson, one from LaMarcus Aldridge, two from Cam Thomas. Um, Paul Millsap, five minutes, didn't even attempt a shot. So, I mean, the benefit is there with these smaller contracts, but again, it's just one game. The output so far for that one game is not promising. Yeah, um, for me, the biggest takeaways um, of the of the evening were not that game. I don't think there was anything like mind blowing other than Patty Mills being really good, um, which obviously angered me. Who saw that coming? Huh. Yeah, yeah. We are all right. Uh, it was the Warriors Lakers. Right. Uh, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole scored 20 points, and he didn't have any of the real stat line yeah. numbers, but he played 25 minutes, and Clay's not coming back till January. If you picked him up in your salary cap league, congrats, because you might have gotten one of the steals of the draft, and I'm very upset. Yeah, and I mean, he's not really making a, a whole lot for this season either. Um, Jordan Poole for those who are wondering, is coming in at $2.16 million, which, uh, let me double-check, yeah, not a lot. Um, yeah, and uh, another thing about these Warriors, only four guys are over $10 million. Only five guys are over $5.5 million, including James Wiseman, uh, as well as Andrew Wiggins, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. So there's a lot of role players there that could uh, could be really good pickups, and from early returns, Jordan Poole is one of those. Um, I, I, I have tried so many different times to pronounce this guy's name. He's been around for a while. He was a former Washington Wizard. Nemanja. Bielitsa? Is it Bielitsa? Yes. I know this because I think I named my okay. team a few years ago Bielitsa Party, and it was a pizza party. Fair. It's a pun. I mean, that's, that's not it. That's actually. That's actually a really good Leave name. all the European names to the me. Better min- Fair. He's making better minimum $1.6 million, And uh, he put up a really good stat line in 26 minutes. He was 6 of 7 from the field, 1 of 1 from 3 for 15 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists uh, in the game yesterday against the Lakers. Um, a former Finals MVP, Andre Godola, not bad if you're looking for just one more guy on the bench and that better minimum, 12 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, added 2 assists, 1 rebound. Um, those are two guys in those role-player roles. Role-player role Yeah, role-player roles, yeah. Whatever. I said I said it. Uh, that I would definitely consider on the Warriors based off of last night's production. I especially think uh, Bielitsa, did I get that That's right? That's perfect. Yes. I, he looks like a, a key piece for for uh, the the front court of the team. Um, and, you know, look at Draymond's stat line, a guy who's making 30-plus million. I forget the exact number off the top of my head. It's too much. Six points, eight rebounds, six assists. Or you can get Bielisa, who had 15, 11, and four for the veteran minimum. Um, he's not going to replicate that every single night. But I think he's going to have more games with at least eight points and six rebounds minimum than not. Sure. Um, can I talk to you about the elephant in the room? 
Yeah, there, there's always an elephant in the room. Unfortunately, we live in a very Republican-dominated world, so yes, there often is. But Russell yeah. Westbrook sucks. You got the joke. I'm, re- <laughs> I'm going to get to that in a second. I'm just really glad you got the joke that I was going for there. Thank you. Uh, Russell Westbrook looks out of he place. He sucked. Uh, I love like Russell game. Westbrook. He looks... What the, yeah, what the hell? I think, I think a lot of us... I think a lot of people... He's polarizing. But I, I think a lot of people that you and I associate with actually tend to like him. Um, but he he looks like a guy last night. Thirty five. Let me give you a stat line real quick for those who don't know. 35 minutes, he had 8 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. He was 4 of 13 from the field, including 0 for 4 from 3. And I almost... This is going to be the four weirdest turnovers. thing to say if you didn't watch the game. He Yes, and the turnovers were uh, atrocious. He This stat line... Makes him sound better than he looked. He looks so bad. He he, uh, awful is not a good enough word for how he looks. Uh, you know he got traded. Uh, I believe that was back in June, if I remember correctly. Um, it was it was still during the playoffs, correct? Or did that happen after? No, the no transactions like that can happen during the playoffs. But they should have taken the Buddy Heel deal thought- because he is a huge contract. He looked bad, and I'm a Ross apologist, but he needs his own team because he can't shoot, and he's not going to be the primary ball handler, and I don't know if he can play defense at that level that they need him to, so I don't know what he's doing on this team. I expect him to be traded to the 76 for Ben Simmons like tomorrow. I, this, I just don't think this is going to end up working. Um, LeBron had an amazing we'll get, stat line. We'll get to that ben Anthony Davis had an amazing stat line. Um, I don't know if any other Lakers is like worthy of like thinking about picking up. But boy, I don't know if you can own Westbrook in like a normal league, let alone a salary cap league, because at the end of last season for the Wizards, you could theoretically spend 40 plus million dollars on him. And he was putting up stats, but I just don't think that's ever going to happen. And, and, you know, we're playing in this league where salary is is the driving force. But if you're playing in a regular ESPN league, um, I had Russ in, in my in my regular league, and that's propelled me to a championship the way he played down the stretch um, in that league. Obviously, in this league, even last season, um, with a $45 million hit, it's not someone he's not someone you want to uh, necessarily uh, go after, even based off of, excuse me, I'm, I'm sorry, that's uh, $44 million. Um, but it's not, he's not someone you want to necessarily go after just because of that figure. And last night, I don't know if I go after him with the veterans minimum. Um, it was just so bad. Uh, so, so bad. I, I know this is Monday morning, a Monday morning quarterback, and there's going to be a lot of overreactions, but I'm just like, sell, 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 because he just won't be getting the kind of volume that he got in all the other places, which again, never really worked out once he, once he left Oklahoma city and Durant left Oklahoma city. Um, he just became a different guy. Right. And I just, you know, it's funny. I'm looking Jordan Nawara. On Milwaukee, he put up 15 points and six rebounds. I've never heard of him, but he's probably a yeah. better value. Um, yeah, Grayson Allen and Pat Connington had great nights. They're better values. Damian right. Lee. Well, Jared, right now, if we look at the entire league, you can make the argument. He's the worst contract in the Westbrook league. Westbrook is the worst value in the entire no, John league. No, what he did Because John Wall's night. not playing any basketball. <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I mean, uh, yeah. Clay's okay. a better value so, because you know he's going to come fair. back and be good. <laughs> fair. 
Holy out smokes. of the guys who are playing. Let me rephrase. All right, out of the guys who are playing. Okay. He's the he's the yeah he is probably the worst value in the league far. as of right now. But we're still early. Only two games in the entire league have been completed this season. Um, tonight, a full slate of games going on. As you're listening to this, it's probably Thursday. You'll probably know all the outcomes. Yeah. We don't yet. Right now, it's halftime of, um, of Celtics-Knicks, and um, I'm panicking at everyone on the, on the Knicks roster, not named Julius Randle, who, again, looks like he has to do everything because, like, I don't, I don't know. Ugh. Uh, yeah, I mean, Tough. right now Kimba's Kimba's uh, Kimba is Boston late Boston Kimba is what it looks like. Yep. Um, uh, enjoy Evan Fournier. No, I won't. He's all yours. I didn't like that contract to begin with. I don't think he. I think he's like a sixth man of the year candidate, best case scenario, and everyone thinks he's like a league starter again. No. Again, as a guy who endured him for a very long time in Orlando, but he was good on Orlando. He's just um, no, not anymore. He well, no, he was a product of the environment, really, because there were no outside options yeah. for so long. That's true. It was either Nikola Vucevic or Fournier, so it wasn't really the fact he was elite. It was just volume, 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 and those. And if you ignore the uh, percentages, and if you just look at the points per game, yeah, he's going to look like a really, really good player. Ah oh, man, I I don't uh, want to say anything side, though, the... while I'm looking at these box scores. Not to cut you off, like I'm just looking at these early results. No, you're good. I picked up Desmond Bain because he's starting in Memphis, and right now he's paying off. And J- R.J. Barrett has no points. He scored zero points so far. Zero points. I'm livid. I'm livid. Zero points. I wasn't going to broach that subject, but uh, uh, you, you know you did it yourself. So there you go. I have to be honest to my listeners. I, I have a a journalistic integrity to speak to the listener and tell them. What is going on? And right now, I want to strangle everyone who plays in New York and the GM who took Obi Toppin over Tyrese Halliburton, which I told him not to do on Twitter. And then I'm going to yell at him and scream at him because he didn't trade up for LaMelo Ball like I told him to. Uh, they just, they're just they averse to picking good, solid point guards who can pass and, and do pick and pop because they're idiots. <sighs> I'm so angry. Can we move on to another subject? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, what's next on the docket? You don't have anything else to say about uh, the slate of games so far? I mean, I'm, as soon as we're done recording, it's 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 Braves-Dodgers on one screen, and it is Magic-Spurs on the other. That's um, not a good winning Spurs combination. Right now, uh, look, look. Okay, first off, let's start with baseball for just a second. <sighs> Braves are up 3-0 in this game and can go up 3-1 in the series. I know you're a Mets fan, but guess what? Maybe play better and you could be in that situation. Well, well, if we were uh, healthy, we would destroy right everyone. Now, but also, you're just going to let uh, the Astros win. Uh, That's all you're doing. I, no, do, you, do you understand how mad I would be if the if the Dodge, or the, excuse me, the Astros won? They're going Even to. Even if the Braves lose this series. They're going to. Even if the Braves lose this series, I want the Dodgers to win at that point because... Uh, I, my my hatred for the Astros is uh, cannot be properly. Everyone stated. hates the Astros. They're cheaters. I understand this. I've been hating Tom Brady for twenty years. He's ruined every season of football I've ever watched. But they're the best team, no, and they're going to win. Last season was pretty and good. And it's the fault of Trevor Bauer and Kershaw, and just you know what? We're going to move to basketball. How's that sound? Let's move back to basketball. Hey, Jalen Suggs has his first basket of his NBA career. Mazel tov. So I want to I want to point that out. Mazel tov. Uh, future NBA star 
Jalen Suggs. Currently three points, one field goal. He has a free throw to add as well. Let's make it four points now, happening live as we go. Uh, he had his first two free throws of his career. He had his first layup of his career. Four points right now, one assist uh, in six minutes played in the first quarter. So uh, uh, way to go, Jalen Suggs. I'll own a jersey of yours at some point, more than likely. What a shit show this podcast is. We're, we're given half results of games that we're watching live, which will be over by days. Uh, my air conditioner's blowing. I'm mad at the Knicks. We talked about baseball, for crying out loud. A dead sport. Uh, let's talk about some extensions. Let's talk about some extensions. All right. Mr. King, Jaron Jackson Jr. cannot stay on the court fully healthy for an entire season and just made more money than I'll ever see in my lifetime. Yeah, I mean, so this is kind of like a double-edged sword, right, with these extensions, especially when you come up in that fourth year and, and and the contracts are about to expire. Jaron Jackson, if you look at it just from a talent standpoint, I believe he can be at, at worst his talent is worthy of top ten center. That that's my opinion. He's he can be a top ten center in this league. That is the floor when it comes to talent. However, however, um, yeah, that's a power forward or center. He's playing with Stephen Adams there. He's playing more power forward. He has played center in the past. Um, anyway, I I I don't see. It's tough to. Um, to warrant this contract, given how much he's injured, like you just said, he's tall. Um, oh, cool! He's tall. He must be good. No, I I need to see him like play like consistent for weeks on end. Because honestly, Brandon Clark seems like the better draft pick. Because I've seen him play. He's on my team. Yeah, no, he was a guy. I was Availability is the he best ability about that in our draft recap. But but just just for the listeners at home, well, how often does he play? Here we go. 28-2019, his rookie season, he played in 58 of a possible 82 games. Uh, COVID-shortened season, 2019-2020, uh, played in 57 games. I believe they ended up playing 67 or 68 games that season. Yeah. Um, some, something around there. I don't have that number in front of me. Last season, 72-game season, he played in 11 of those. So... It, you know, availability is a huge thing, and you know that third year, he barely played. Did he show us anything that barely warrants a hundred and five million dollars? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, if again, if we're going just strictly off potential, then sure, there is there in that in that player, there is the potential for a hundred and five million dollar player. But like you said, the best ability is availability. And if you're not out there, why would I, and especially with John Morant coming up on a contract extension after this season, right? You know you're going to give him more than likely the max. Why Why would I give Jaron Jackson 105? It's over four, correct? Over four years? Yeah, four years. 105 over four years, you're looking at $26 million a year. $26.25 million a year. That's That's too much. Too much for a guy that you don't even know if he's going to play. I generally tend to think that most contracts are too much. I understand why teams have to do it. They have to pay a little extra to kind of get the guys they want, especially in smaller markets. And I understand that you're kind of doing this as a favor. You want to keep him there. You want to be nice, which is something that DeAndre Aiden didn't get that kind of treatment. But um, 
I just think like for salary cap league, I don't think he's unless he completely stays healthy and becomes Shaq. I just don't see anyone drafting him. Like I think people drafted him this year thinking that like this is the year, but he already got the money. So like I'm, not th- I'm saying there's no incentive for him to play well. Like it's not Ben Simmons. Oh, um, we'll get to Ben Simmons again in a minute. I'm just looking at these other contracts and I don't know. I, 90 million four years from Mikhail Bridges, I think, is a slight overpay for a really good three and D player. Um, yeah, I agree. Kevin Herter, four years, sixty-five million. Eh. Let's do this. Let's do this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pose questions. To oh, you can you give me a would you pay. rather? We'll go through these players. Uh, well, I, I, we can do that too. Let's do that. Let's start with this. Mikhail Bridges, ninety over four. Kevin Herter, is it sixty-five yeah. or four? Which one would you rather uh, have on your team? Mikhail Bridges. Because he plays defense I agree. at a higher I agree level. With that one. I agree I don't with like that the one. Landry Shamit deal. Um, I don't think he's that amazing. Like Even the Grayson Allen deal, I didn't think it was Landry Shamit. good, but that's two years 20, and he actually looked kind of good for the Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind the Grayson Allen deal because it's 10 million is less than the average yeah. in the league. Yeah. And. And you're you're getting a guy, you know, for two years. So if if it turns out he's terrible this year, you're not stuck in that contract. You know, you only have one more year in it. It's not it's not like if you gave him a five year deal for a hundred and twenty million and he's terrible the first year, you're stuck that way for the next four years. You can survive one year on a ten million dollar contract. Well you won't survive if he keeps tripping everyone. Hey That's fair. Hey-o. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, Shamit definitely caught me off guard. Um, I, you know, I think he had a really good rookie season with the Clippers. Um, he was part. Of, if correct me if I'm wrong, he started with the Sixers and was part of that trade for Tobias Harris. I think so. And then he ended up on Brooklyn. And then he ended up on Brooklyn, okay. and uh, he was with the Clippers his his the second half of his rookie season. All of his second season, and then somehow there was a some sort of trade last offseason um, before the 20, uh, 2020-21 season that he ended up in Brooklyn and just just didn't do much. He didn't do anything. Um, the game, I, 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 I mean, uh, a mutual friend of ours, huge Brooklyn Nets fan, so I watched a few games with him, and I just I don't remember a single thing from Landry Shamit. I don't know. I remember things from Blake Griffin. I remember, I remember some things from Claxton. Remember some things, you know, obviously Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie, you, Bruce Brown moments. But I don't remember a single moment, not one, from Landry Shamit. I couldn't. No, I could pick him out of a lineup. I, he actually has a he has interesting hair, like like Kramer hair. It kind of like shoots up. It's curly. Um, there's now now if you're so. We're, we're talking about a couple of extensions. Oh, sorry. Oh, oh, no, I was going to just mention the Malkin Brogdon deal was the other one that got done. Um, that's not a, a rookie extension. Um, he got two years, $45 million. Which is basically just extending the uh, deal he already has and only adding a couple million each year because right now Malcolm Brogdon, uh, with the Pacers, is making 21.7. They only increased it to 22.5 for, for those two extra years. Um, that's the average, at least. I didn't see if it's, you know, they did some sort of weird thing where he makes 40 in one year and five the next. That doesn't happen, but I'm just, it's an exaggeration. Um, but back to our back to our rookies, who uh, who 
I'm sorry, not rookies, but rookie contracts that got extended. The Phoenix Suns, they extend Mikael Bridges, which I don't uh, argue with. I think that's a good move. They extend Landry Shamit, and I think we both feel not great about that. And they leave DeAndre Ayton without an extension. Yeah, I don't... My standard for what a, a quote-unquote max player should be, and max can be whatever you think number-wise it, it, it is, I don't think DeAndre Ayton is quite a max player. Like, if Julius Randle didn't sign for the max, then, like, DeAndre Ayton shouldn't. I get that, but, like, you have to do it because someone's going to give him that money, and it might as well be you, Phoenix. Right, and exactly. And so, I mean, it gets back to a thing you said earlier where, you, you hey, a lot of these players are over overpaid, and that's 100% true. But in order to keep a guy who is, in my opinion, one of two foundational pieces on this team as far as for the long term with Devin Booker, Chris Paul, maybe, I think maybe three more years, maybe, Um but Booker and Aiden are those foundational pieces for pieces, excuse me, for the future. So I, I'm, yeah, he's probably not worth the max when uh, objectively, but you kind of almost have to. You do have it. to do it. I understand you have to do it, and I understand that when Chris Paul starts to decline, whenever that is, because he's been proving us wrong forever. Um, your your ten yeah. poles will be Booker, Bridges, and Aiden. I don't think that's like a high caliber playoff team. Um, but you got to the finals because of Chris Paul, and he kind of like elevated everyone to the point of like getting big deals, I guess, except for DeAndre Aiden, which is a weird. I mean, you could have had Luca. Let's, I mean, let's not forget that. But um, it's funny. I, I just don't think most of these players will end up being people you draft in salary cap leagues. The only guys in a salary cap league you would draft based on these numbers is Brogdon, Trey Young, obviously, Doncic, uh, I guess eventually Michael Porter Jr. And maybe Shea, if Oklahoma City lets him play. Um, people who've also signed rookie uh, extension deals are Wendell Carter Jr. and Robert Williams. Um, that remains to be seen. That I mean, these are kind of somewhat make-or-break seasons for those two guys. But I think it is so interesting, yeah. side note, that the Chicago Bulls, based on talent and like future projections, were like, hey, Laurie Markkinen, um, goodbye. And Wendell Carter Jr., goodbye. And then you look at like Jaron Jackson Jr. and they were like, "We're going to give you all the money." I, the value of injured yeah. guys is so bizarre to me. Like some teams are just desperate to keep dudes like it, Memphis, and then big cities like Chicago are like, "Yeah, we can get anyone we want. We're good." Yeah, and I mean they did that basically in, in this past offseason, getting Lonzo Ball and Demar Derozan. That's fascinating to add to uh, to to Zach Levine and and, and Vucevic and Magic Legend uh, Nikola Vucevic. Yeah. So. Um, so that, were there any more extensions that, that I'm forgetting? No, we, we covered them all. And I just want to shout out some guys who didn't sign extensions and are, some of them were more intriguing than a lot of the guys who did sign. Like I am fascinated to know what Aiton's numbers will be ultimately on the deal. I'm fascinated to know what Colin Sexton's deal will be and what team he'll be on. Cause it won't be Cleveland. Um, Miles Bridges is another guy, DiVincenzo. And then more in like a train wreck kind of you you crank your neck like your rubber neck like oh I wonder what's going on with that fire Marvin Bagley the third Mo Bamba and Lonnie Walker um, who one of those dudes had their agent sign a scathing tweet about how he wasn't starting and wasn't valued on the, on the team and was being shopped but ultimately that, was, that what a that was crazy that was Bagley correct? yeah that was Bagley yeah. I'm not remembering that incorrectly okay. 
Although Mo Bamba's agent should have done yeah, that as it's... well. Well, fun fact, Mo Bamba started tonight alongside Wendell Carter Jr. for the match. That's a mistake. So to say he's not in the starting you line. You can't start is, two uh, centers. Come on. Would, 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 uh, well, I mean, that's look, that's what they did. This is not the uh, Twin Towers tonight, in, for, in the early 90s. Like. For... for for all two, for all two Magic fans that are out there, Kevin Clark, myself, and then some other rando, uh, Cole Anthony, Jalen Suggs, Franz Wagner, Wendell Carter Jr., and Mo Bamba were the starting lineup for the Magic Ugh. tonight. Bob Iger's probably a fan. He probably made everyone who works at the Orlando Disney World Resort and, and theme park. Hey, fans. look, we we need all the fans we can get because it's not a huge fan base. It, I only know one basketball writer who's not you know, directly in Orlando, who's actually a Magic fan. That's Kevin Clark of the Ringer. Every, everybody else is Celtics, Lakers, uh, Spurs, uh, Bulls. Name name a team. There's somebody who's a fan of them. Uh, yeah, Chris Vernon's a fan of the Memphis Grizzlies. That's one of the smaller markets. I don't know who's a fan of the Pelicans. I honestly couldn't tell you. I'm sure we can figure something out. I mean, not, not a fan of Zion or Ingram, but like a fan of the Pelicans. Like Right, right. No, no, no. A Pelicans Yeah, fan. ride or die if those dudes leave. Like, I mean, that team is going to go anyway, so let's not kid ourselves. Um, should we wrap up with Ben Simmons? If I'm a Sixers fan, if if I, uh, if I'm a Sixers fan, I am beyond livid at this situation. And and it's not. I mean, he should have been traded. You look back at last year; they almost pull off a deal for James Harden. They don't want to trade Ben Simmons for him. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You should have done uh, Didn't Tillman Fertitta not but, want to give it to Daryl Morey, though? Like, are we sure that deal was on the table? Well, from the rumors out there, the deal was on the table. But then again, your logic makes perfect sense. Why would you want to do that to the guy you just yeah. uh, let go and, and is on a new team? Um, but the city of Philadelphia is over this. Uh, Joel Embiid... Uh, is over this. I don't know if you saw his interview yes, yesterday. Um, he said he basically said, "I'm honestly done with this guy." Um, or I think honestly done, or I don't care. Um, one of the two, but same sentiment basically. Um, Philadelphia is over him. I was in Philadelphia this past weekend. Part of the fun was as a Bucks fan, I got to see the Bucks play the Eagles in in Lincoln Financial, and Tampa went up pretty good on Philly at one point, and rather than uh, chanting at Tom Brady or chanting at the Bucks, um, or even booing their own team, a chant started out stadium-wide that was F. Ben Simmons um, because the entire city is just over him. And that was before the drum of the last couple days where he was asked to participate in a defensive drill by Coach Doc Rivers. He refused and then was sent home. Um, I, I don't you know, we, we kind of expected after their season ended in the second round against the Hawks last season, he was going to be traded. He had worn a, a Sixers jersey for the last time. We get to a couple weeks ago, he, he shows up, kind of unannounced, really, um, to to Sixers training camp. And then this happens in the last couple of days. Uh, there's no way, in my opinion, he ever plays for the Sixers again. Oh, we, we knew that. But then again, ago. we didn't expect him to ever show up for a train. Well, the thing here's the thing is that he showed up for training camp, and maybe there's a possibility. Maybe this is going to happen now because of his attitude, because of the way he is acting so incredibly unprofessionally and like a like a petulant child. Um, there's 
there's no way Philadelphia will ever let him play. And that's not only the team, but the fan base will not. I think he's cut them off completely with his attitude, with the way he's handled himself in the situation. All right, let me go on a miniature rant here. Go for it. The number one city you don't want to piss off is Philly. And I'm a New Yorker and I'm saying this, but we didn't throw snowballs at Santa. Um, apparently that Santa was drunk. I have people from Philly who tell me that, but I'm not going to defend them because screw them. Um, he played his this entirely wrong. It did. It doesn't help that he just never felt like improving or getting better um, or looking at Trey Young and being like, oh no, he's bigger than me. He's I, I can't dunk. He'll foul me and I'll go to the line. Boo-hoo. Um, I think he's a bum. I think there was a tweet going around that like at LSU scouts were like, yeah, he just doesn't have the work ethic or the drive. Like he's not a killer. He's just there because he's tall. Um, and they're right. I, I just don't think he's that great. Like he's one of the best defensive players, but like once he leaves the, the Philly, uh, the Phillies, the, the, the 76ers, I just don't think he'll be at that level. And I just don't think he's like that dude. He just really isn't. Um, I think he's a bad teammate. I think he's a bad culture fit, bad vibes, toxic. And he played this all wrong. He expected Clutch to handle everything and find a trade, but you're dealing with Daryl Morey, who wants 125 cents on the dollar for every deal. He wants to win every deal, and he can't find a good deal because everyone's lowballing him, and he's trying to highball them. So that's obviously not going to happen until, like, December when more people are available to be traded. So he started losing money, which, again, anyone could have told him that. I don't know why he didn't know that. And then immediately pivots and go, oh, I'll just show up because I, won't, I don't want to get fined. And then acts like a bum when he shows up. Because he, he has to be there, but he doesn't want to be there. So I'm glad he got suspended. I, I hope he loses all his money. If you gave me that much money, I'd show up with a smile. But to him, apparently it's nothing. And uh, I hope the worst for Ben Simmons, professionally. Uh, and I hope he just goes and dates all the Kardashians and goes to all the strip clubs. Because it sucks having him around and this story floating around, taking up all the oxygen in the room when people want to watch professional basketball players do their best for their team. And I'm kind of flabbergasted that Philly's just going to hold on to him to get the best deal when I don't think there is a best deal. They should have taken some sort of a Sacramento Kings package, try to rip them off for like Halliburton, Heald, and Bagley or something, and some picks. Um, this is just preposterous, and I just don't see anyone picking him in a fantasy league like on the level that he was picked. Uh, just pathetic all around. So there's my rant. Screw Ben Simmons. I could not agree more. Um, and, and Doc Rivers, by the way, said earlier today, um, that all this drama has taken the fun completely out of opening day for the Sixers. Um, oh, you think? So, you know, you have guys on that team, Tobias Harris, you know, we, you can say what you want about him oh, and his contract. The dude shows up to work, but I mean, but he shows up to work. He does. Uh, and he plays Joel well Embiid. and he's from Long Island. So I'm going to defend him, but they shouldn't have given him a max deal. The, the guys on that team, aside from Ben Simmons, they showed up. They want to play. They want to win. They, they, you know, if Ben Simmons could actually stop acting like this, it's not far fetched to and, and work on his shot. It's not far fetched to see them as a championship contender. Um, nah, but he, it's almost, almost single handedly torpedoed those chances because he's he's a selfish child. This is how the process dies unfortunately um 
You didn't pick the right dudes. You kept swinging and you kept missing with all those high draft picks. You got burned on the Tatum deal. You, you, I don't know what you did to Fultz. Um, Embiid, I don't want to say he looks out of shape, but like something like he just gets hurt every year and it's just like clockwork and it sucks. Like I know these people are trying to stay healthy, but at a certain point, like you are an injury prone player, no matter whether or not you're like you're a top two in MVP voting. Like it just gets to a certain point and you're just like gassed and your teammates aren't there to like be on your level and it sucks for Embiid and Sixers fans. But I, you can't, you can't draft them. You can't take them. He makes too much money. Um, I don't think you can really rely on him in, in regular he, leagues either. Yeah, you can't take him in a regular league either. I he's mean, dead weight. He's, he's currently the, the top free agent in my uh, regular league because they project his points for the season, but, I mean, that was based off the idea he would play. So, I hate those projections. I don't know if I like any projections. Yeah, I do too. Like, the hubris that human beings can predict the future is so hilarious to me that like any any sort of like forecasting of like you don't know who's getting hurt you don't know if there's going to be a pandemic like you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you get hit by a bus to say that you think you're going to be able to figure out how many minutes ben simmons is going to play ben simmons doesn't know how many minutes he's going to play so what good is it now i would recommend going to hoopball we have great projections i would pay premium top dollar for hoopball projections i will say that i'm a company man good plug there that's a very good plug i'm a company man well done. Uh, thank you. Let's uh, I appreciate it. let's wrap up. Unless you have any other final thoughts. Uh, no, I'm just I'm excited. NBA season is back. Um, I mean, your team is actually playoff caliber. Mine Barely. is uh, lottery caliber. So, so uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see who we're uh, what pick we're able to get next season. Um, maybe the Bulls can fail and give us their pick again too for the boost switch deal. That'd, that'd be, be nice. nice. Um, I'll just say this. The New York Knicks uh, are cursed forever because we have the worst owner in sports. And um, we should have been trying very hard to get top draft picks, and we just didn't. And we got very unlucky. The league should have rigged it so that we could have gotten Zion. And we missed out on John Morant as well. Um, We're just going to be the next Orlando Magic who just constantly get a 7 or 8 seed and go nowhere and just run on a treadmill of mediocrity. And I hate it. And I would rather be in your position where you could get the next Michael Jordan for all we know. Yeah, which Jalen Suggs definitely is. No, that's not true. I, I have high hopes for Jalen Suggs, but they're not Michael Jordan. Hey, he scored more than Kate Cunningham so far. He has. He's had a better uh, better NBA career to this point as opposed to Kate Cunningham. I've had a better career than Kate Cunningham. That's... Well... Because the team's not paying me anything, actually, so... That's not, yeah, that's... I'm a better yeah, value. That's fair. Um, no, that's fair. That's fair. That's It's a stretch. But I'm a better value than Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons. Okay, let's wrap up. I'm on Twitter, at Jared Russo, where I'm a better value than several basketball players. Cause, uh... I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter, at Jared Ross King, where uh, I'm also a better value yeah. than multiple basketball players. And and, and uh, also Deshaun Watson. I'm better oh. value than he is. Oh, let's not go there. Let's not touch that. That's... Woo! That's a touchy subject. God, can you imagine if the, well, if the, the Dolphins, Dolphins trade for him while he's got 22 lawsuits pending? Jesus. That's, that's a, it would be a very Miami thing to do. Ugh. I'm a Jets fan. I hate the Dolphins. I don't even want to think about the Dolphins. Ugh. 
All right, thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with a special guest. Look forward to that. If you got to the end of this podcast, uh, you get a little tease for the next one. Uh, so thank you for listening to all 45 minutes of this nonsense. We'll see you next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.